0: Our series is entitled Rescued, and we go beyond the idea and notion of being rescued. We go into a new identity in Christ, today on Truth For Today. It's not that we've just been rescued from, say, a burning building or drowning. We've also been identity changed. In other words, the person who's rescued us from the burning building has now made us one of his, one of theirs. Welcome to Truth For Today. Pastor Phil Howard returns us to our series called Rescue, just exactly what we've been rescued from and what we've been rescued to. Therein lies the glory, the joy, the delight, and the encouragement. Join us for today's broadcast of Truth For Today. Here's Pastor Phil.
1: The war has been fought and won at the cross and the empty tomb. He wants to teach you a new life, a new way of living. Listen to what he says. For if we've been united with him, there, verse 5, there's union. We're united with him. Now, would be something if you took that American slave, set him free, said, oh, by the way, you become united to the master. He, uh, he now owns you as a son. He's sharing the estate with you. a uh, matter of fact, all of his riches are yours. But the American slave wasn't given that. He was thrown on the street. That's why he moved to Chicago and Detroit. Get away from the South. I want to change my identity. I'm tired of being seen as a slave. I want to be seen as a free man. I want to be seen as an American man. And I don't want to be seen as some utensil to do another man's will. And Jesus said, believer, I set you free to unite you to me as a wife, to a husband, as a branch, to a vine. You belong to me. You're in me. You're not an outside project. You're inside of me. Hallelujah. We have become one together. We are one together. Your victories are my My victories. Your defeats are my defeats. A little bit different. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Now, some take that as his physical resurrection. I take this to be his resurrected life. I think it's his life up there. Did you know Christ is alive right now at the right hand of the Father? And he wants me to live like I'm up there. Up there, you think I'm making that up? Colossians three, set your way of thinking on things above, where your life is. Oh, you didn't hear me? Colossians three one, your life is up there. You're there. All right. You talk about being heavenly minded. What do you want to do? Think about April fifteenth, or think about how rich you are in Christ. <laughs> up there, up there. I'm to be thinking. I, I'm rich. I'm in Christ. They're, matter of fact, he said, you're only uh, aliens in this world. Philippians 3.20. Your true citizenship, and in the Greek, your true politics are up there. There's where my, there's where my vote is. Jesus, my king. My ruler. I put up with the Caesars down here. I put up with the Putins. Come on. We got Christians in Russia. Who do they vote for? We are Christians all over this globe. How many Christians died in the first, second century by Roman pagan emperors when they had no vote? They were just food for the lions. They said, Jesus is my king. Jesus is my reason for living. Who are you? Are you a Democrat? Are you a Republican? Why are you talking such rubbish? Why don't you first of all say, I'm a follower of the Lamb. I know Jesus. He is, he's perfect. He's the perfect ruler. All other men are flawed. They're flawed. They're flawed. I would preach this if you weren't here. So, hey man, if you want, I believe this. This set me free as a young believer. Listen to verse 6. We know that our old self was crucified with him in order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing it means rendered inoperative <laughs> so that we would no longer be enslaved to sin that translation our old self do most of you have that your old self huh do you even have a bible anybody wants you say old self well the literal word is man I prefer because who is the old man Adam it's not your dad you, you may go to heaven sooner than you want if you use that language this Let's talk about your relation to Adam the old man and he's saying stop living like the old man you learn to think like the old man you learn to choose like the old man he said hey we've died to get out of Adam and we die with Christ to get out. He keeps on going. For one who has died has been set free from sin. Wow. Is that beautiful? You don't get it. That's why you're not a man. That's a, you, you need to. But you've got to think on this. You think it through. He said you died. I don't believe it. Uh, you look dead, some of you. But this is in God's mind you judicially died you're as much dead as when we bury you physically in God's mind see you either deal with sin in the past or in the future the unsaved are going to face their sins in the future you and I have felt already faced it in the past and God says guess what the sin can't kill you anymore we've already buried you you've been buried with my son you've been crucified with matter of fact I've got to seated it in the third heaven can it be yes you, it can be if God says it can be it can be this is why I'm not following an outline I'm following the verses is that okay now if we have died with Christ we believe that we will also live with him amen we know that Christ being raised from the dead will never die again death no longer has dominion over him for the death he died he died to sin once for all But the life he lives, he lives to God. So you also must consider, the old King James was reckoned, consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. What a conundrum. Am I dead or am I alive? Well, you're both. You're both. That's the confusion of living the Christian life. I'm supposed to be dead to sin when it knocks on the door, nobody's home. When the buddies ask me to get drunk with them or do drugs or party on the... i would come, but I've died. <laughs> You've died. I've died. Did you hear me? I am unavailable to sin because I've already died to it. So in God's mind, he says, just tell sin, not available. Not available. And at the same time, God says, I want you to uh, go to church, sing my praises, read my word, you know, live out the Christian life. And I just say, "You take all of me. Why not take all of me? Uh, and and it, it's like in marriage. It's like a kid. You tell the kid to empty the trash and they immediately are weak. <laughs> And one of the neighborhood kids climbs and says, I'll meet you at the park. I'll we'll shoot some hoops. Hey, man, I'm available. Wait, wait, wait. Is this the same kid that's over here? Oh, we've got to take him to the doctor. No, no, he's just lazy. He doesn't want to do it. Over here, I'm available to do what I want to do. And God says, "Now I want you to start reckoning this way. When sin calls, just remind sin I died. I'm unavailable and when righteousness calls I'm available and some of you are straddling the fence you're trying to figure out who you're available to and listen now listen to what he said verse 12 let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body oh, well, I, I can't help myself yes you can he said don't you let it reign sin remains in you But it's never to reign over you. We still have the same principle. And. We all know that. But it is not to reign over you. Like a king. Don't make you obey. It's passions. And he has several times. He talks about passions. And strong desires. You know what passions is. It's from a Greek word. We get the passion of Christ. But. A literal meaning of the word passions meant moods, emotions. And it's saying, don't be governed by the emotions and the uh, passions of the flesh. Now, that's found in Colossians. It's found in Galatians 5. We've been crucified to our passions and one's a strong desires. But the other one is our moods. You know, most sin starts with the mood. I'm in the mood for love. Well, there are days you're in certain moods. I'm in a cranky mood. And I can't stand you. No matter what you do. Because I'm giving in to my moods. Some days you know you're so irritable that you might as well stay in bed because you're just, you're you're aggravated. You're you're moody. You're moody. You're cranky. You're irritable. You're you're semi-angry. Just all the negative moods. And if you want to know what they are, there's about 15 of them in Galatians. Hateful mood, envious mood, jealous mood. Uh, he, He names about 15 moods. You see, if you're not right now, if you're not having love, joy, and peace, you ought to check that every morning. Do Am I experiencing love, joy, and peace? You know God wants you to go to him in prayer. Because that's the mood he wants you to live out of. Take joy. Uh, I, I just last week, it was an amazing little, kind of an epiphany thought to me. Uh, God just said to me one day, you don't seem to be enjoying me very much. I thought, God, who do you think you are telling me? And he said, well, you don't. You, there's not too much joy. What's your problem? A- am I boring you? Am I too hard to serve? Am I, is there something I need to do? What's your problem? Yeah, I didn't call you to hold up a church I didn't, ask, I didn't ask you to hold me up I'm the one that holds up I hold you up you don't hold me up I'll fulfill you do you want to find your joy and pleasure in me? Piper wrote a book called The Dangerous Duty of Delight some of you are all into duty and not into any delight Delight yourself in the Lord. Is he your delight? Thank you, Charles. Do you delight in this God or is he a burden? You see the moods. So he says, we put to death and says, take and make your body subject to God. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness. But present yourselves to God as those who've been brought from death to life, and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. This happens both as a single act and it an happens present tense. It's a command you're present. Continually be putting your body at God's disposal. Now, a lot of us remember when I dedicated my life, you'll think of a camp you'll think of some point in your life where you made a crucial decision. God, here I am. I am at your disposal. And that's wonderful. You never forget it. You like drive a stake. But did you know what? That is a daily exercise for the rest of your life. Every day. Here I am, Lord. I'm yours. George Rutenbar used to tell me in the morning he would grab himself like this. said, Rutenbar, you tell God you're available. I'm available to do your will. Now some of you have never done the point in time. You might ought to do it today. What are you doing with your body? Have you ever presented? Don't present it to our junior church. Don't present it to the youth. Present it to God. This is you and God. When are you going to start saying, here are my members. Here's my body. See, you got to replace old habits from the old man. And start learning the new habits of the new man. Look at two verses. Look at uh, Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. Right after Galatians. Look, he tells the believers. Watch this. He tells them that they're walking in the futility of their mind. The Gentiles are. They're darkened in their understanding. They're alienated from God's life. Then he picks up verse 20. But that is not the way you learn Christ. Assuming that you've heard about him. And were taught in him. As the truth is in Jesus. To put off your old man. Which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new man created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. See that he's telling these believers, you've got to start acting like the new man. You're in a new family. We don't settle differences like we did in the old man. you got to handle lust in a different way in this man. Christ than you did as the old man. You learn all these patterns of thinking, behaving, feeling. I want you to catch up to where you've been relocated. You're seen now in Christ. That's your identity. And what goes on in the early Christian life for sure is you're getting rid of a lot of old stuff and and you're trying to put on the new and that's where learning new ways of thinking. Look at Colossians 3. Colossians three similar uh, teaching. Look at what he says. Uh, oh, let's pick up uh, oh verse six. On account of these, he's talk about impurity, passion, and all. The, On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away: anger, wrath, malice, slander obscene talk from your mouth do not lie to one another do you need to tell Christians not to lie do you need to tell Christians not to lie yeah isn't that amazing I guess they can lie do not stop it's a present stop lying to one another we asked you how you were doing and you said fine and you just told a lie you don't want anyone to think you need help and we can look at your face and tell you need help stop lying pastor that was a great sermon what did I say? I don't know but we sure enjoyed it stop lying seeing that you have put off what, what have you put off? The old self or the old man. They've got footnotes here. The literal word is put off the old man. Who is the old man? Adam. With his practices. And you put on the new man. Which is being renewed in knowledge. After the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew. Circumcised, uncircumcised. Barbarian, Scythian, slave, free. But Christ is all in all. It says the same thing in Galatians 3. He doesn't see your ethnicity. He doesn't see your gender. He doesn't see your economic status. When he clothes you in Christ, he sees Christ. Seven things I just rehearsed for you. Got to close. Seven things that God gives you. Now there's 130 in the New Testament. So pardon me for just taking seven. <laughs> Ephesians 1.3 said. God blesses you with every spiritual blessing. Now that you are. In Christ. Come on. I want you to get it. In Christ. Every spiritual blessing God has. Is now mine. You came in here feeling whipped, defeated, poor, poor boy. You're so rich you don't, you've never read the will yet. You inherited millions of blessings. You ought to show up for the reading of the will. You've got all that too. He chose you in Christ. Some people don't like that. Too bad, God does. He said he chose his people in Christ. In Christ he could choose you. Three, he said that he started showing grace towards you in Christ before the ages. I want you to read that up. Second Timothy 1.9. He said, before the ages, God decided he's going to love you. I think it was, uh, I'm trying to think. It was Spurgeon who said, had God not loved you before time, he probably could have never loved you in time. God's been loving you a long time. He can do it in Christ. Oh, you're clothed in the righteousness of Christ in Christ. Galatians 3. You're not condemned in Christ. You've been made accepted to the beloved in Christ. He says, you know, you're the branch in Christ. All these wonderful things. I'm out of time, but I want to read, read the words. I, who knows, I might bless you with a few tunes Uh, I I got a couple of songs that I hunted down through the years and Carol and I, we were singing around the piano last night. You know, I've been losing my song because I don't know all the new songs. I cracked open the books last night. I said, "By George, I'm singing what I know. If you don't know all the new ones, why don't you sing the ones you do know? Don't come up and tell Bobby, I don't like your selection. <laughs> he never heard of the songs you like. huh? Sing what you like, but sing it to the Lord. Here's one. Uh, we used to have a Dutchman in this church by the name of Tom Byama. A little Dutchman from Linden, Washington. It's a little Dutch community up there in Washington. And he used to sing this song. And the beloved accepted am I. Risen, ascended, and seated on high. Saved from all sin through his infinite grace. With the redeemed ones accorded a place. Chorus: course, in the beloved, God's marvelous grace. Calls me to dwell in this wonderful place. God sees my Savior and then He sees me. In the Beloved, accepted and free. Now listen to the last stanza. In the Beloved, I went to the tree. There in His person, by faith I may see. Infinite wrath rolling over His head. Infinite grace, for he died in my stead. In the beloved, God's marvelous grace calls me to dwell in this wonderful place. I could just hear him. God sees my Savior, and then he sees me. In the beloved, accepted and free.
0: We'd love to hear from you. Please get in touch with us today.